Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. Not a lot going on as in, the, in the Sixers world, uh, but um, there was news this week. Uh, Montrez Harrell um, tore his ACL and will be out for the season. Um, I think doing off-season workouts is what, is what uh, happens, I think. That's what the injury stems from. Um, but apparently the Sixers will not be trading him. Uh, they want to attach him to a, uh, as far as a future asset in a trade uh, down the line here. Um, but do you think that means we could be bringing on another big man? I know we talked about uh, the whole the amount of big mans that we that we had on the team already. That we could bring on another one, or it's possible. We... it's possible. This was factoring if Harold was actually going to play, which I don't know. We don't know if he was or not. So it might just be more minutes for Bamba. It's possible. So yeah. we never know how to, how it's gonna play out with other guys. You may you may you may bring back you may bring back a guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I mean, as far as like the, the whole workouts, um, because I know like with the NFL they have like the the NFI. So if you get hurt doing if you get hurt doing stuff that's like away from the team activities, you can get put on like the the NFI thing. Do they have something like that that. Similar in the uh, NBA? Um, no. I, mean, I think it's it – it when I played, it was a love for the game clause. Um, if you had that in there, you can work out and play basketball at your leisure. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't – if they still have that, that's what that was. So you can play workout, play basketball without restriction and not worry about getting injured and getting your contract void. Interesting. Hmm. He, he was doing. He was. He was involved in the, the Drew League, I believe. He was uh, on one of the teams in that whole thing. Um, yeah, it, it looked like he was having a good offseason too. He was. He, he looked good in that Drew League. I know you're not playing against all professionals in, in in those, but I mean, he looked pretty good in that. Too bad. Um, so yeah. So a short show. We got a short show for you guys tonight. Um, so um, so. Obviously, with not a lot going on um, in the Sixers world, people are starting to uh, talk about uh, moves of the past. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of talk this week about the um, bad moves of the Sixers process era. Um, so everyone just and Sixers Twitter has been kind of weighing in on different things they've, they've seen over the years. And everyone's talking about which one they thought was the worst move. Uh, but if you could change uh, one move of the, from the past, which would you choose? I, I got the four that were most mentioned online. Um, okay, so choosing Ben Simmons over Brandon Ingram, handling Fultz differently now, whether it be drafting him or that be his whole uh, shooting woes that he had um, in the yips, uh, not trading Jimmy Butler, 
trading Zaire Smith for Mikael Bridges, trading Drew Holiday for uh, Nerlens Noel, which jumpstarted the process, and then uh, signing Tobias Harris to his deal. Which of these deal? Which of these moves would you, if you could take out one, would be the one you take out from the past uh, like eight years, I guess? Well, when you say false, can you talk about what actually really happened? Please. Didn't we trade down? Didn't we trade that pick? We traded down to, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we traded up to one. Yeah. Yeah, and we could have drafted Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. But I, I heard that we couldn't, part of that deal was you're doing, you're trading up to one to take Fultz. That's it. Which I never really understood that whole thing. I, I remember reading that, yeah, but I, I never I don't understood understand that. how you can, how or why, how you can just do that. Because I mean, yeah. imagine if you, you and I were trading, and you were, I, you were like, "Hey, do you know who you want?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I know who I want. Do you want Fultz? No, I don't want Fultz. Okay, um, I'm worried about the Lakers taking Fultz. Could I trade up to one? Okay, but you have to take him because we have a guy we want, and he'll be. We think he'll be there at three. Okay, deal. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah, that's what they tell you, but I, don't, I wouldn't believe that. I wouldn't um, – um, yeah, I don't believe that. I, I just – just know how that stuff go. You, if, you, you can't, if you can't put that in the, in the trade deal, you can't put that language in there, I don't believe it. There's also an apparent – there's also an apparent unless, deal. Unless, said, unless the language was in that, I don't believe it. Yeah. So that would be your number one, then, obviously, right? Yes. Not taking Tatum in number one. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. I guess that falls under the entire. I mean, it's, it's two things because up. one, he would be with Philly, and he and two, he wouldn't be with Boston. Yeah. Yep. And who's been a thorn since he's arrived? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um. There was also another uh, a rumor deal. We didn't want to put it on here because it wasn't official, but there are always a lot of rumors behind um, uh, um, the Sixers were offered a, a high, high draft pick for Julio Okafor. And the rumors were it was Boston and that pick that eventually would have been, I think, three overall. So we could have had one and three in that draft. So that would have been – we could have got Fultz and could have had Tatum. Imagine that. Um uh yeah trading i mean i mean drafting we talked about that too drafting jaleel three could have been on there but we looked at the top 10 the top 10 was pretty rough that year so there's not many places you really could have gone besides like porzingis but you remember back then they I mean, Jaleel coming out of college was a legit pick yeah but with, with, with mb though did that but it was just yeah it was just the, the all the other guys that you had there you had to go different yeah, the only guy would be Porzingis. You could have checked your but Porzingis refused to work out for the Sixers that year. That was a big deal. Um, you could even throw another honorable mention on here and say Doc Rivers throwing Ben Simmons under the bus after the Atlanta series because that changed a lot of stuff too. Uh, that that team essentially broke up after that. Like that was like they were done, right? I mean, they never played together again, really. So, yeah. um, if I had to choose one, I'd undo. I'll give Eric the uh, – you can have the Tatum one. I would probably go with Butler 
because it takes care of a few other things that happened as well, right? So if we gave Butler a massive contract, maybe we would try to play a harder ball with with Tobias and his deal. Maybe it would, we wouldn't have come to a, a, a contract terms. Maybe we'd have to do a sign and trade with Tobias instead. Um, maybe the Simmons camp would have gotten so upset they demanded a trade, which maybe wouldn't have been a bad thing because his um, value is at its peak then. We could have gotten a lot for Simmons that year. Um, so they could have, you know, stopped the whole, you know, folding the next season in the Atlanta year. That would have been, that would have been avoided. Um, that'd probably be my, my one right there. My thing is, my thing is with that is like during that time, like you're making moves, but we got the, one of the best records in the league. Wait, which one? The the Butler season? And we, we're still one of the best in the league. I, I'm just talking about from a standpoint of the reason why I said that is because it was it was a move that was made for a guy that you moved and didn't have success there. And the guy that you could have had has had so much success. And at your expense. <laughs> He's in your division. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, if we're saying the whole Tatum thing, then, yeah, that, that's hard. I mean, it's hard to turn down a top five, top ten player instead of a guy who didn't I mean, he, he he was supposed to be up, and he had an injury. But I'm just saying, like, it Fultz, wasn't yeah, like, – was he was a top player in the draft. I, that's I, what I'm I, saying. Like, he, he, was, he was supposed to be like but, – but, but it wasn't like there were people that felt Tatum was number one. Like, that wasn't a surprise that people felt that way. People, you know – there wasn't people saying that y'all should take him. Mm-hmm. It was a loaded draft that year. There were a lot of good guys that year. Um, but yeah, I remember the time we were looking for an off-ball guard, a point guard who could also play off-ball, who could shoot off um, um, a catch and yeah, shoot. That's, that's what I'm saying. We were looking for a guy that could play off of Ben, and that's that's the one part I didn't really understand was because we said we wanted a guy that could be a guard and could play off of Ben. But we got a guy that guard that could play off of Ben, but needed the ball in his hands. Like I didn't really understand that because yeah, if he had the ball in his hands, then that didn't really help Ben. Like I, that's where I felt like, okay, if you have Ben and you want to get a guy on the wing, then Tatum or someone like that fits better. Yeah. But for, to me, when I when they got false, I was I took it as if because I didn't know much about false until we they started talking about him. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen them play in college. I, I didn't know. Then people start talking about it. So then I watched and paid attention. Like, oh, yeah, he can work. Um, but to me, it came off as more of a possible replacement of being. Ben, it, was <laughs> ben, it, was point, it was Ben Simmons' point guard insurance. Yes. So, so they weren't totally sure. I, I could see at the time there was like, well, if we get folds, we have a guy who can, let's say Ben starts to phase away from point guard, a guy who can be our point guard. But when Ben takes the ball up, it's a guy who can play on the side. But that all went to shit because Fultz's shot, he got the hitch and all that stuff happened. So, But he was shooting, I believe, 40% from three in Washington that year. So he had a three-point shot. He just came and all that stuff happened and just unfortunate. But imagine a guy like, you know, Maxie's sort of like, you know, a, a, a Fultz as far as handling it sometimes. Not as good of a distributor, but a good good shooter. Maxie and Ben would have worked out pretty good. 
I think. Yeah. Like Maxie now and what Ben was, that would have been a great mix, actually. So imagine having those two guys and Tatum and Embiid. And then you're, I mean, like, that's crazy. What a great mix of offensive defense. But yeah. um, second for me was the Bridges trade, by the way. Yeah, I was going to ask how yeah. high do you have that one. Yeah, but did you feel that way when it happened? I was happy when we drafted it. I'm saying I don't think anybody, anybody would have thought the way Bridges has turned out. No one talked about that when it happened. They just talked about, you know, Mikael's mom who worked for the Sixers and how he was from Philly and yes. how that was wrong that they drafted him and traded him. Yes. No one talked about him helping the Sixers. Mm. That wasn't yeah. a topic of conversation. Now he went and developed himself and became the player that he is in Phoenix. And now everybody like, oh, we should have kept him. I don't know if he would have been that guy in Philly. Maybe not. We really don't know. He got a lot of minutes with Phoenix uh, to, to develop. And he got a lot of minutes in a specific role, playing mm-hmm. with certain guys, playing a certain way. Um, as, as we've seen, he in, in Phoenix, he was a spot-up shooter, make shot, but he did that in college. He could make shots and defend. That's how everybody seen him, three and D. But they also had a slashing, driving offense, and they yeah. don't have that in Philly. Yeah, he would have so been like a he would have been a corner shooter for us. That's what I'm saying. Like he would have been effective, but I actually think it worked out better for him going to Phoenix. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, under the scope of what he is now, yes, I would rather have you know the bridges. Obviously, would have been great, but. No, at the time it was you know devastating for the whole Philly um, side of that story, but not for the basketball side because Zaire still he fit well enough. It didn't look like it was a bad trade at the time. Yeah, it's one of those things on draft night when you when you read up on the player, like okay, I like this guy. No, I like this. this is a good move for us. <laughs> Athletic defender, they both defend. I mean, he can develop a good three point shot. Okay, sure. Yeah, but. As you know, as we always say, three and D, you know, it's a premium in this league, and 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 a lengthy wing like that. I know, yeah. And we, and we and we've been searching ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So our our next topic. Um. So there was a listener from our last show, um, I kicks seventy six, who wanted to ask Eric a question about James Harden. So I, I'm going to read his full comment to you, Eric. Um. Okay. Can Eric elaborate on a player's perspective for showing up two games and disappear for the most important ones in the playoffs? I assume he's referring to the Boston series. Um, what was this? What was that specific NBA player thinking during a playoff series, or was the other team just too good? Is he talking about the the team thinking or an individual as he's playing? I think he's talking about or Harden. More individual, or he's talking about Harden? Talking about Harden, I, Harden, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough, not tough to kind of answer. It's tough to kind of firmly know with in particular with James. Because I'll be honest with you, it's it's guys that's it, that that are involved in the NBA that have told me that they are adamant about that the reason James struggles late in the season is because of his lifestyle. Like they're firm on that. Um and I've always said to them, hey, I know tons of guys that had unhealthy lifestyles, and they were, were some of the top players that ever played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard for me to just pinpoint that one thing. So I I do feel it's 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 a it's more mental than we think. Um if 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 a guy's having success and then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and historically you, you started your playoff run and it was didn't go well. Then then all of a sudden that that triggers, that comes back. So I'll give you an example with me. I struggled with free throws early in my college career. And I never realized where it came from until I got a little older in college. And it came from me missing two free throws my last high school game. And we lost by one point on the buzzer. Oh, so I, I never, you know what I'm saying? Like I never put it together, but when I was put in the position to make the free throw in practice, I did it. But in the game, it was just like, I could, I, I didn't have the confidence. Um, my rhythm was off my struggle, everything. I couldn't do anything. Um, consistently. So I, I do believe that you got these guys that are really talented, really good, but you get into a situation where you've not had the success and the pressure seeps in. I just do think that sometimes you never know how people handle it. I think that some people shy away from it. Some people just kind of can play through it. I think from James' standpoint, I think I don't think he shies away from it, but I do think he gets hesitant. And I think that with his game, if there's some hesitation in his game, you'll see inconsistency. Um, and I think that's what you get. I, I would think it's more that than his lifestyle or anything. Like I, just, I do think he has some hesitation where he's not as aggressive as he is during the season, especially like when he was in Houston you would see him not take as many shots or pass up shots, like things that he like uncharacteristically was doing in the playoffs that he didn't do in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like where did that come from? Um, so I, I do think that it was something maybe in his career where the, the lack of success, and it could have been something that was younger. We don't know that when that time comes, you know, it just makes him a little more hesitant. And I think the hesitation um, hinders his consistency. Plus, he's had a, like a uh, – it's not new. He's had a lifetime. That's why I say If you look historically – Great games and really yes. bad games. It's, it's it's historically, it's been, you know, sort of and, – and I've seen games with James that, that it was going well, and then the fourth quarters, it just drops off. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's – you don't know. I, I Like I said, I had guys that are – they're like firm. When I say firm, they're firm that it's his lifestyle. And it catches up in the playoffs? Yes. Firm. Like, no changing of the mind. Firm. It's his lifestyle. He's hanging out this night. Getting the, now, all of a sudden, you know. And I do think, not think, I do know in the playoffs, scouting is totally different. It's no back-to-backs. You're playing a team, you know, four to seven times so they can key into your weaknesses a little more. They can game plan a little more. I do think that James was a really hard player when he was playing at at that high rate. He was a really hard player to game plan for one game. Um, so I do and, think and refing is caught up. That's what I'm saying. I do I do think that the one game though, one game, you may not even talk about 
they probably won't even talk about how they're defending James until shoot around. Whereas now you go into the playoffs and you have a week or so before you play a team and you can dissect it all and game plan and play it differently. So I, I do think that that has something to do with it. Like his the style of play to me um, makes him can he can put up numbers and he can dominate but it also makes it easier for a defense to game plan against him because he's always with the ball out top. That's the easiest guy for every, that's the easiest guy for every defender to see. So everybody knows where he's at. So everybody can lock into where they need to be in the position they need to be, where the doubles coming from, where the rotations coming from. And it's in front of everybody and everybody can see it. Versus the guy that's coming from behind the defense, and he by the time he catches and you looked, he's probably already done caught it and went into his move. That's different. That's what makes Steph Curry so because you, you don't know where he's at. And by the time you catch it, he's either shooting or he's moving because he's constant movement without the ball. But now with James, he has the ball up top. So it's easier for defense to sit in. That could be another reason, too. So yeah. basically, I don't know. But I'm giving you. <laughs> Well, you did a good job I'll of answering a couple, it. A couple intriguing, you know, possible ideas. I also think, too, he may have understated in the question, like he said he showed up in those two games. He did more than show up. I mean, those those are two, like, career top ten performance playoff performances for Harden. Like, he had amazing games where he was just on. Like, James couldn't miss – Yes. In some of those games, like in the fourth quarter, he was showing up. He was just on. Right. So I don't think he is just that's not just showing up for him. Uh, for me, showing up is just doing your season average. Give me 21 and 11. That would be showing up. But he wasn't even doing that when he wasn't on. He was doing like incredibly inefficient, poor shooting. Yeah, but, that, but that's the thing about it is like. When when you are on his level and where you were at, at James level, I may say. It's needed for them to win, for him to stay at that level. The high level or the 21 yes. and 11? The high level. Okay. It was needed in, because that's the, the amount of volume and percentages that he has the ball. It was needed in order for them to succeed. Now you can get away with, you know, James was what, 20 and 11 or whatever, 19 and 11, whatever. You can get away with him being 15 and 12 or 15 and 13 and win. Because it goes through Joel. Yeah. So, so that's the difference. Some of it is him being the guy versus yeah. not being the guy. Like so so now I would I've tend to give James more slack now than I I would Joel. But I've always said if you yeah. think back to the last couple of years, I've always said. With James, as long as James has been a sixer, I've always said it's the timely plays and it's the timely taking over that we'll need. Yes. Yes. Like he could have had a bad game in game six, but if he showed up in, in quarter three or four, we might have won that game, even it's if he the, had a bad game. It's the timely plays, timely possessions, timely yep. shots. Plus, it's unfair for him that Embiid's struggles also magnify his struggles because then we're like all right james we need you as i said but you looked at his history also so it's like 
Yes. Oh, here we go again, James. You know what I'm saying? So you, some yeah. of it, and I'm like, look, man, if 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 AI didn't play well, if AI didn't shoot well, we got to figure out a way, a way to win. You know, what yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. we still got to win the game. Yeah, um, that's what everybody else got to do their part. So if Joel don't play well, everybody else got to do their part. But if AI didn't play well with us. It wasn't like one guy's getting more to heat. It was collective a little more. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yes. now, if Joel don't do his part, it's All eyes on James. James, or especially with Taja, Tobias make too money, too much money. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we move, we move it from one Tobias did have a, I think he had bad game six and seven. Just but saying, yeah. We're moving from one person to another instead of collectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, collectively, we'll, we'll eventually get the collectively, but that's not, you know, choice one, two, or three. Mm -hmm. Well, especially when you trade for a guy, you bring him in to be like, okay, you're the guy we need if he doesn't do his job. Yeah, right. Well, well I mean, and then Doc would get more blame than the collectively and all that, too. So. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a good question by uh, iKick76. Um, okay, so our final topic here, this is a, a fun one. Um, so for those of you who don't, don't know when Eric was growing up, Dr. J was his favorite player growing up. Um, and he recently gave his top 10 NBA list on, um, this YouTube channel. Um, and Stephen A. Smith, uh, thought he, um, who also covered Eric, uh, he thought, uh, Dr. J didn't do a good job. He missed some names on his top 10 list. Um, so I'm going to read you off, uh, Dr. J's top 10 players of all time. And I want to see if you think the list is your file of the list, or if you think there should be some guys he should be replacing some names with. Um, so, okay. So his list was Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and Tiny Archibald. No, no order. Yeah, no, he, he didn't have an order to it. He just, he just said it. I mean, but it's doc. Whose list is it? It's Dr. J's. So why is it a problem? That's his list. I don't understand. Like, am I supposed to like? What, like, what am I supposed to do? For for example, Stephen A. Smith wrong with his list. <laughs> yeah, because Stephen A. Smith uh, said that um he, the thing that he thought was wrong. He said LeBron should be on this list, and he's not on the list. Um, he said Tim Duncan should what is be this uh, list. <laughs> people want him. People want him to do better, Eric. Yeah, but they Dr. Want, J played in the NBA for a long time, and he played, and that's his list. Look, I'll put it like this. I'll be controversial. I was surprised Larry Bird wasn't on there. I thought the same thing. Now, that's when I looked at Doc's list, that's the only thing that came to my mind. Like, dang, he didn't put Bird on there. I was going over guys. I, came to my, I didn't even think, like, to me, like LeBron and all those other guys. I mean, we all know LeBron just need to be on everybody's top 10 list. Like, we know that. But all I'm saying is, it doesn't surprise me for a lot of the older guys to not include younger guys. It, that doesn't surprise me. You know, Shaq's not on there. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like that does not surprise me when they don't include those guys. Well, he, um, did, he did say, Eric, he did say in the interview, I didn't watch the whole interview, but parts of it, he said he's only including in this list. It was only retired guys. So that makes sense. Why like Curry, Durant, LeBron weren't on there. But Kobe should have been on there. That's one. That's another name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I would say, you know, if he say retired players, then you know, Kobe should be on. But Bird, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of people that Bird really stuck out to me though. 
That's the when when I looked at the list, that was the only name that stuck. Like, dude, he didn't, he didn't include Bird. I said, oh, that's personal. That, yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. You got pictures but, of them um, choking each other. So yeah, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people don't know about Tiny. But when I talk about a lot of the older guys, they like, yo, Tiny was a monster. You know, so yeah. and that's so now we're supposed to just tell Doc what his list is supposed to be. Yeah. Like, just yeah, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, these young guys that come out now, just their list is not gonna include Oscar Robinson. I mean, Doc didn't even include himself. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, you know, the, these younger guys coming out aren't including Doc and Bill Russell and and Will and Jerry West, they not including those guys. So why yeah. does an older guy have to include all the younger guys? I, I don't I don't get it. That's why these lists don't make sense. Yeah, I would say names that stuck out to me were Bird, Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, Isaiah, and probably the next one would be Dirk. Yeah, but but I, what I'm saying is his list is good. His list is most guys that are worthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not like so you put those guys on. Who are you taking off? Um, I would take off. Oh, you know it. Look at Elgin Baylor's numbers. I would take off Tiny and probably Malone next. Carl Malone, who finished his career the second scoring in the league, or Tim Duncan. I'm not just taking him off for anybody. I'm just saying, like, why can't they both be on there? <laughs> Duncan delivered some rings, man. Malone still. Oh, so now it's rings. Which <laughs> <laughs> one is it, man? Is individuals or rings? Combination. Like, like, Combination. Yeah, all right, man. That was uh, Stephen A's big one was uh, Tim Duncan instead of Carl Malone because of rings. That was that was his uh, one that he. I could say Shaq too instead of Duncan. So Bill Russell instead of um, Will Chamberlain. Kobe Bryant over Jerry West. Yes. I'm just saying we're talking about rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. You could do Jerry. Jerry West would be up there too. I'm just on most people, on most people's consensus list, Tiny would be the lowest guy I've seen. Yeah. But all the other guys are like top 25 on everybody's list. So I, I don't think there's anything really, really wrong with, with everyone else. Tiny's the one that kind of stuck out to me, but everyone else is like consensus top 20, 25. Jerry West is usually in people's teens. Carl Malone's usually in people's teens. You know what I mean? Like every other guy on there, Baylor's around like 19 or 20 on most people's list. So it's it's pretty – I mean, they're, they're all highly touted guys. I, I don't think there's that's, much – That's my point. So why are we talking wrong. about this? He, he said something on, on uh, in his interview that was uh, not controversial, but the interviewee was, was younger, so maybe she didn't know much about Oscar Robinson. Um but uh, he said Oscar Robertson would be a top player in today's game. Would you, would you agree with that? I don't know enough about Oscar. I do know that he was really good. I do know the numbers that he put up. Um, I, I, he was my dad's favorite player. And the one thing I do know is his size. He is not a small guy at all. So I do believe with his size and his ability to play that he, he, he could have been a – um, you know, what's considered a big point guard. So I, I'm not going to get into what he would have done today, because um, you can you can do that you can argue that and debate that all day. Yeah. Um, but I do know that his you know what he's done, what he did, 
It's going to go down in history as one of the best careers ever. So let's leave it at that. But your top 10 would be different, right? What top 10? Your top 10 of retired players of all time. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be different if I really thought. Yeah, I mean, it would be different because I would include, you know, some guys that were that I watched. I wouldn't necessarily include. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why I know it's tough because if I was to think of 10 guys that retired, most likely I'm, I'm naming 10 guys that I seen play or I played against or they were playing now. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, of course I can include Will and Bill Russell and, I didn't see them play. Mm-hmm. So I'm just picking them just to pick them. Right. Because they because they deserved it. But that wouldn't necessarily be my top 10 because I've never seen them play. So, so you would you wouldn't put Will or Bill Russell in your top 10? It depends on what kind of top 10 are we are we stating? Am I stating guys that I've seen play? Yeah. Are we just stating the top 10 in historical figures? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd have to stipulate that, like top ten guys that I watched or I played against, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Or top ten historical figures. Yeah. I mean, and, and then if we're going top ten historical figures, how can you ever say someone's top ten is wrong? Yeah. Because I guarantee you, all ten of those belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are all these guys? Uh, I tell well, you, you're trying to get me to say a list, but it's not happening. <laughs> Are all these guys in the top 75? All, all these guys? Yeah. All of them? Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, like for, I said, everyone but Tiny is top like 25. So. I mean, yeah, but most, if you ask a lot of older guys that they, they played against Tiny, they'll tell you differently. Yeah. 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 Well, that goes into the whole com, uh, com, competitive rankings for people right. that played against the first them. guy to lead the league in, i think besides will maybe to lead the league in the system points oh wow first guard yeah now i'm speaking from age here it was tiny was tiny a tiny guy was he was was that like was that was that his actual name or was that his nickname nate nate uh okay right. i don't know why he's called tiny because he's not tiny oh he's not tiny oh, okay. my height. yeah oh hmm. about six one six two Interesting. Okay, probably some story I, there. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even think my list would be that much different. I think. I think. I did one just for the hell of it. I think I put instead of, instead of Elgin, instead of Jerry West, Tiny and Malone. I put in Bird, Hakeem, Duncan, and Shaq. So it's not like that. It's not that crazy. It was tough though, because with Kobe and Dr. J, that was like that was hard for me between those those six. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a lot of like the the former vets, you know, and the guys who do like, make these lists and stuff. The guys who played, there's been so many good players in the league. Like you can't really go wrong with your top ten. It's tough, man. Do. It's you really hard. You can't go wrong with the. It's really um, hard because if you start putting Shaq in there, then how can you not put Akeem in there? So right. I mean, why can't you? Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, yeah, it's, it's saying, why can't you put Shaq and not include Dream? Head to head, because oh, we going head to head now. <laughs> <laughs> he won the ring. He won the ring on in, in, 
it was who's the king of the court without Jordan there, right? That's what it was. He won. He won, and then Shaq ended up winning four to his. Yeah, team. I mean, yeah. Once Akeem left, pretty much, right? What are you talking about? <laughs> Akeem, that was. Some guys had to retire for Shaq to start winning rings. Is what I'm saying. No, he didn't. Jordan came back and won three after Akeem won his. No, no, no. For Shaq to start winning rings, I'm saying. Who had to retire? I mean, Jordan left. Hakeem left. They're they're old and done. So that's why you saying Shaq won rings. It helped. Oh. <laughs> so Magic Johnson had to retire for Jordan to start winning rings. I think he had to start to decline a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a horrible take. <laughs> they even say, they even said in the uh, the Dream Team documentary they saw the Dream Team as a passing of the torch from Magic to Magic Magic to uh that's just from their team and that guy becoming a better player but that's not why you win a championship you just win a championship because you're just getting better like you know what I'm saying like that's all it is it's, it's not about a guy decreasing it's just like a guy getting better and his team is getting better they made the right moves they got better but. It wasn't like Shaq was bad when Dream beat him. No, no, I'm not saying he was at all. No, no, no. Not at all. But he couldn't completely dominate without him, you know. And Shaq has said that publicly. Yeah. He, yeah. he had no number. Yeah. And, yeah. And, they, and they played in one series. Well, then that goes with my, my argument with if you're going to pull one, you kind of got to put the other. Yeah, they played one series. Yeah. You know, I mean, just saying, like, Houston beat – Houston beat the Knicks the year before, right? Mm-hmm. In game seven down there. But nobody ever says Dream dominated Patrick Ewing. Ewing, yeah. You, you never hear that. You hear about Ewing and the, Bull, and the Knicks not beating the Bulls. But you never hear him about anything about that. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's more of a story to say – Shaq got beat by Akeem because everyone kind of already. Well, I mean, it was how they lost. They got swept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe they got swept, right? Or maybe in a game or 5-4-1 or something. I have to look. Um, whereas the Knicks went to game seven. Um, I have it here. Rockets, 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 Rockets. Yeah, they swept them. Yeah, that's a weapon. How old, how old was Elijah one? Elijah almost put up numbers too, man. Let me tell you what. 31, 34, 31, 35. Woo! And Shaq was, was, was a young guy, and Elijah was an older vet at that point. But you really can't compare it. Third, third year? Third or fourth year? Shaq was probably around... He was drafted in what, 92, and that was 95. 22, 23. Yeah. And Elijah was what, like 10 years old in him at that point? More than that, probably? Dream came out in what, 83, 84? 33, 34, 30, something like 32, 33. So you take you going head to head on that one. That's uh, can't really compare the two. It's like trying. It's like trying to. Uh, you'll, it's, like, it's like trying to compare Brady and Mahomes right year. now. He wasn't a rookie. I mean, come on now. 
don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, you can you can make up that you can change the goalposts all you want. Um, most people, when they they're making their list, will pick Shaq over Drake. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I would have him higher too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that's what most people would do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he won a lot of rings. Yeah, and with multiple teams, that means something. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. We hope you guys enjoy this uh, unique 76ers episode, talking lists, talking, you know, getting the fan questions and stuff. Um, next week, I believe. I don't know if the schedule's dropping soon. I know the preseason schedule just came out today, so I, I'm assuming we're getting closer to the NBA schedule dropping for next year soon. Um, so, Look forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to that. So, all right, guys, we hope you guys have a good weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.